Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk Recorded live. Okay, this is the Stanford Vampire and Shadow Lore Meetup on Friday night, August 1st, 2008 at 7.22 p.m. Happy Lunasa. Happy Lunasa, yeah. Um, you want to go around the room and everybody say who's all here? Steven. Vampires. Jason. Morgan. Amethyst. Kira. Oh my God. Vivian. And we've got a uh, doctor in Kansas. Hello, doctor. Are you, can you still hear us? Yes, I'm still here. Yay, doctor. Yay. Okay, and we've got Damascus logged into the chat. Uh, it doesn't look like he's on the phone, though. So, Damascus, can you hear us? Just type it in. And Generally, if somebody's on the chat and they can't get onto the phone for whatever reason, I try and just read off to everybody. Just got off work, so tired, laugh out loud. Okay. Yeah, we're we're all pretty tired here too. It's been a long day and a long week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Damascus, remind us uh, where you're located. I know doctors in Kansas, and we're all stronger. Sorry. Are you really? I know you were asking about yeah. that. Are you down to stay or just to visit your friends? I'm down there to stay in a few days or a week or so. Excellent. Cool. He's most likely going to live with um, some family down in Christmas or with his cousin. That okay. way he knows he's with somebody he personally knows and can trust. Right. Yeah, I heard him. Yeah, me and him have been talking back and forth. His donor went psycho on him. Yeah. And he yeah. tried to get a restraining order and everything, and to the point where he has to watch where he's going. That's yeah, really ugly. Oh, dear. Oh, Damascus says the sound quality is much better. Yay. Great. Um, we're, we're in a Panera right now, and we're in the community room with the doors closed, so it's much, much quieter. And Kira has able, he was able to bring us a snowball like last meetup and this meetup. So that's working Thank much you. better too. Thank you. Thank you so much. They're very, they're very cool looking too. Yeah. That's part of it. I'm going to buy it one time. I start to go back to work. Okay, cool. Here's a little part that you saw. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't want to start hitting this thing with a lightsaber. I don't think it holds up as well as that little thingy that Luke is playing with. But um, what I want to do at some point, now that we're getting such better sound quality, is start loading stuff up onto iTunes. But generally for podcasts, you only want to keep it to about 45 minutes to an hour. So what I'll probably try and do in my copy spare time just take the audio files that we've got from the meetups to the two-hour ones and try and edit them down to a good solid 45 minutes to an hour and get them loaded onto iTunes so people can download them as a regular podcast and we can put like show notes in there so it's searchable so people can you know, find the topics and everything. Um, let me see. Maggie, can you please pass me those books? I, bought three, I brought three of Michelle Belanger's books with me tonight. The latest one that I just bought is Vampires in Their Own Words, an anthology of vampire voices, which has an essay in here by Mary of Shadow Lore. 
through Amethyst, who Amethyst is good friends with, and Sangi. Um, so I can pass that around so you guys can look at. And since the topic tonight is doing energy work and we're going to be playing with some energy a little bit, I also brought her Psychic Vampire Codex and Psychic Energy Codex so that while we're talking, people can just sort of start passing these around. Yeah, we already own this one. I've seen everything. I've seen everybody's seen that one. Everybody's seen one of the Vampire Codex. Yeah, we already own that. Um, so I have I have some ideas for some of the things that we can do tonight. I think if we get everybody paired up and start doing some simple energy ball work, passing energy back and forth, um, trying some of the basic things of like holding your your hands, you know, over each other's hands and feeling the energy work and seeing how far you can get your hands separated out and stuff like that. And Six, seven, eight. Okay, so we've got an even number of people. Yes. Can we discuss a little bit about I I don't know where everybody is and you know well, that's, yeah, that's uh, I'm not yeah, I'm not starting yet. It's just that's that's just my idea for okay. some of the exercises that we're gonna do. But what I was gonna say is yeah, what I was what I was gonna say is I'm hoping that everybody had a chance to look at some of the materials online and the suggested readings so that you've got some questions that you brought with you or that you've got some ideas of particular things that you want to work on. So First off, let's just get some comments from people about what everybody's experience level is at working with energy and what sorts of things that you've done and what you're interested in doing tonight. Anybody? I'm so nervous at it, but I mean, I had a little fun last night with these two. We're doing the energy ball passing around thing. We were trying to teach Katie because she's new to everything about what she is. Where is Katie? Because she had RSVP, yes. Yes, I know, but um, unfortunately she came to us last minute because she decides somebody who doesn't want her to learn is more important than learning. It's the second time she's done her meeting. She wants to wait to her. So I gave her the I let her borrow my Michelle vampire books, but she can actually read the energy part and right. gave her the link because she couldn't find them. Like, here, this is what you need to learn. So we tried to teach her last night and helped her. So we have a couple of techniques on building shields. Um, building tools. I've been doing energy work most of my life. Always came out full time. Okay. Um, used to be really good at seeing horrors, trying to get back into it. I pulled away and ran away for a while because it, it consumed my life. Mm. Uh, it was just too much hassle trying to deal with my parents because they were totally against any of us. <laughs> right. And I've been involved since I was six. <laughs> so it's like... I've, I've had the same deal when yeah. I was a kid and my mother would be making the bed with me and I'd be complaining about what a hassle it was. I'm like, I wish I was like Samantha and I could just like twitch my nose and have it made. And she's like... No, 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 that's witchcraft. You wouldn't want to do that. Besides, witchcraft doesn't exist. Have you seen uh, <laughs> No, my mother lived in Salem. My mother grew up in Salem and went to Salem High School and graduated in 1950 and had a big old silhouette of a witch flying across the crescent moon on her yearbook and on her high school ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, has anybody seen the new uh, Witches of Waverly TV show? Actually, yes, I have. It's a teen version. It's a teenage version, but it's actually pretty cool. Um, the father of the two witches is a wizard. The mother's and the mother's 
a mortal or a muggle. She's, she's, right. she's not a wizard. And they're um, in a regular high school. They're trying to fit in. Dad's trying to teach them on the side. They've got a wizard looking like Dumbledore that comes in, pops in, and we need your exams, and we need this, and... The daughter's always been the trouble in Brother Science, basically. And you've got the daughter who uh, would fit really good in the Slytherin, and you've got... <laughs> That's like the, my kind of chick. <laughs> yeah, the brother that would fit into uh, Gryffindor, or even Puff, because he's like straight narrow, straight A student. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the little brother, who is kind of like stuck in between, he's doesn't know which way to go. And he's more comical. He's gay. Nobody gay. But later on, the three of them would have to compete to see who's going to keep the powers right now. It's between the brother and the sister. And he's, she's already had her powers taken away. And then the brother said, no, it was my doing. So restored her powers. So Okay. Oh, Disney. Disney. Yeah. Small channels. Disney's been doing a lot of Wiccan shows lately, but they're very special. So, yeah, I think that's what's more than the whole thing. Yeah, I was interesting that uh, the last meetup I asked how many Wiccans were in the room, and it's like everybody out of 11 people was Wiccan except for two people, one of whom was a Druid and the other one was a Pagan. Um, and I. Be the I thought. Tony was probably been the Druid. No, Magus is the Druid. Oh, actually. Oh, Tony's not with anything. I'm not with anything. No, you're Pagan. Yeah. Tony's whatever. But it's, well, all I remember is that I asked how many were Wiccan, and all the hands went up except for these two. And so they said. Something something similar. Yeah, Druid and Pagan. And I just. We just had a new member join the meetup, Quiet Pagan, who's part of the Wiccan and Pagan meetup group. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. Yes. And uh, so I, I sent him a message because I, I know him from the other groups, and he mentioned that he wasn't going to be able to make it tonight because they've got plans for going off the other weekend. But um, he was hoping that at some point I would write an article on vampirism for those boards because there's been a lot of people expressing interest, either positive or negative, and figures that you know we could deal with some of the fallacies and misconceptions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's that's something that I've been needing to do anyway um, to write some sort of an article that can get posted at various at the at the meetup site or on the board. Or, or wherever and get stuff directed back to the blog. Um, so I'm going to try and do that so I can get that posted up at those meetup sites. But right. Right. Some of the Wiccans and the Wiccan groups or pagan groups are kind of, if you thought vampire things, they're probably going to do something. Yeah, but that's, that's the like, thing. Yeah. It's like there, there were people here last week who were like from the Wiccan and pagan meetups and things were attracting attention. <laughs> we're attracting the attention of the Wiccan and pagan meetups, if nothing else. And, we all seem to be Wiccan and Pagans here. Yeah. It's just a subset of <laughs> Wiccan and Pagans. I heard you fluffy bunny. Who is the fluffy bunny here? The ones that aren't. The ones that aren't here. I see. Okay. So this is the non-fluffy bunny Pagan and Pagans. Okay. I've heard that term. Over and a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be very curious to be a fly on the wall. Some of those nips in here what's being said about the vampires. And well, the last uh, pagan meetup we went to was about fairies. And 
Yeah, that's one, one of the reasons why I haven't been. That's one of the reasons why I haven't been going. Is so much of the stuff that's being covered is stuff that I dealt with back when I was like 18. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not really interested in it anymore. I saw them when Forsland said that because the cast of David Messenger and Flash there to Flash, whatever he is, huh? he's going to be there. Uh, next week. Yeah, I I've been to one of his workshops at Elemental Crossing. How old is it? Oh, I love the store. The store is I love great. the lady who's done uh, I see a button now. <laughs> well, we're recording. I don't really want to go into, <laughs> go into detail Wait, right now. He's he's a very nice guy. Um, he did a he did a thing on shamanism at Elemental Crossing that was advertised as you know come out of it a shaman. And basically, what he's saying is there's this particular um, Native American tribe mm -hmm. that if you apply to them to be a shaman. They can make you an honorary member of the tribe, and you can become a shaman. Mm -hmm. And as far as they're concerned, anybody who's on the path is already a shaman. So you don't have to go through any sort of coursework or anything to become a shaman, but they have coursework available. So if you really are serious about it and you're on the path, then you can go look through the coursework at your leisure and ask the, the elders for assistance and all that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it wasn't exactly what I expected. No. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting somebody with a little bit more experience. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, well, the explanation that was given, and this this makes a lot of sense to me. They are opening up their tribe to new members because they don't want their teachings to be lost, and they're a very very small tribe that's basically dying out. So if the bloodline is getting diluted and depleted and everything. And you have nobody to teach their lore to, then they're hoping that by opening it up they'll be able to keep some of the some of the knowledge and use them alive now. Oh, I don't remember. I, I had it written I had it written down somewhere. If you email me from the boards, I can try to get up for you and, 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 you. and if, if nothing else you can get in touch with, with him. I think it's in the spirit now. And I'm sure he'd be happy to, to tell you. I think he still does that workshop every so often mm -hmm. with the telephone. Um, he was also talking about Salvia, and shortly after he, he gave his talk about Salvia at that uh, particular workshop, um, there was talk that he made it legal. So I did a whole post about that on our Crone Therapin blog about, you know, this the insanity of the drug wars and <laughs> everything there. Everything that's currently legal that they're trying to make illegal is just ridiculous. But um, anyway, so so back to our topic. When you were being taught the energy work, what was your experience of you know what did what did you know about it? What did you know about it before you started learning about it? And and what was your learning process? To this point? I just played with it for a little bit. But what exactly was it that you were playing with? Um, energy balls, small amounts. <sighs> Okay. Tossing them, having no fun. Okay, but but what is your experience of that? I mean, actually, two years. Actually, I hate to say uh, you're talking about religion. I've always been into the more darker of arts, but unfortunately, I ran I ran into a slight glitch. Okay. I had a little fun with Christianity for a little bit too. <laughs> okay. So I just now stopped really liking that deal. I don't know. I'm gonna go back to my life. <laughs> but. Excellent. Good. That's always always go with what you like. Yeah. <laughs> always go with what feels good. Yeah, uh, Christina has too many biased opinions. 
A lot of them are just assuming bias opinions, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to head back to this one. But, but what I was getting at is when you say you're playing with energy, what exactly is it that you're playing with? What is it that you're calling energy? What is it that you're experiencing or feeling that, you're, that you refer to as energy? What kind of sensations, or, or I mean, how how do you work with it? How do you experience it? Other than just plain air. Yeah, having fun with air, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm still learning, trust me. There's still help. I was having fun last night, but then I think Daniel, I think it's the first time I really actually played with it that much. I was like, I think what she's getting at is how do you sense when they can't, when they pass the ball off to you? How do you sense what it is? How big it is? Hard ice, I, hard feeling. And the feeling is heat, electricity, cold, mixture. I'm so glad we have a teacher with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, trust me. I'm just at home watching television at this point. <laughs> okay, well, it, it, the reason we're discussing it is so that you can get a better, if, if you haven't done it a lot, sometimes verbalizing it helps you get a better grip on ah. what you're trying to do. Right. Does that make sense? You're yeah. not necessarily conscious of what it is you're experiencing unless you try and yeah, it. Because a lot of experience. Like I'm sure when you said you started at six years old, a lot of what yeah, you were talking about was unconscious. Yeah. It, was, it was just natural to you. So you probably have a lot of natural stuff that you've been doing all along. You just haven't clued into it. But by making you focus on what we're talking about and what it feels like, what it tastes like even, what it smells like sometimes, that you, you become more conscious, and the more conscious you are of it, every time you work with it, oh. it gets it gets easier. So, for example, I was in St. Augustine at one point, and you're walking down the, the old part of town, the street where, like, the country building schoolhouse and everything is on the building. And I was just walking with, with my hand down beside me with my palm turned out towards the other side of the street feeling the changes in energy and using it as kind of like sonar, it's like cold, cold, warm, warmer, hot, 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 okay, what's the address on this building? Okay, just out of curiosity, look it up, and they look it up in the book, and it says, oh, this is one of the most haunted buildings in the entire country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we go in there. Okay, I got to open the door. I'm sorry. Oh, that's oh, fine. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's fine. We were just talking about it loudly. We didn't want to disturb everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but only when I'm shopping. Thank you. But it's not so much a, a sensation of heat or cold as it's like an electrical tingling around the surface of my hand. The only way I can describe it is if you... Is your hand take, falling asleep? Not no, not like it's falling asleep exactly. But have you ever taken a balloon and like rubbed it against your hair until it's all charged with static electricity and it makes your hair stand there? And then no, you ever played with that? No, I've never done that. But my kids have done that. When when you take a, a rubber balloon, just a regular kid's balloon, if you rub it against your hair, it builds up static electric charge. And it can get such a strong static electric charge that you can hold it out here, and your hair will be drawn to it. And if you hold your hand along the surface of it, you can feel like a tingling, like a buzz uh, out. I actually need to electrocute myself with a water game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 220 line. Those balls, like, they found that 
tesla balls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've seen those little, it looks like electricity. Yeah. That little kind of vibrating feeling when you put your fingers on it. Like, oh, okay, that feeling. Yeah, yeah, some of those little balls, I love to see that you can really play with them time to time. You know? Yeah, those those play off the static electricity and yeah, going off the electrical current that are in your hands. And I, personally, I think that's what the energy is that we're talking about, is that we're actually learning how to manipulate the electrical currents that our own bodies naturally have. Does anybody else get a, an odor when they do that? Like an ozone? Ozone. You get ozone, Doctor? Yeah, that's what the... Yeah, you can smell ozone from like our TV screens and things. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned smell and taste because sometimes it just depends on how concentrated it is. Well, it depends on what kind of energy I'm working with, but um, generally working with like energy balls and auras and doing energy home and things like that, I don't get a smell or a taste. If I'm trying to identify an energy, I'll try and tune into those senses, but those aren't my strongest senses. My strongest senses are, are sensation because I'm a player sentient. Um, and second after that, I'd say, would probably be visual. Um, and you were saying that part of what you were experiencing is visual too. So what, what were you seeing? I was actually playing with her her most of the time, and we're just, she talks about the ball, and talks about But what was it you were seeing visually? Air. You were seeing the air moving? Yeah. Did it have color? Interesting. No, I didn't see much of a color to it. Just it got denser? I was having a little fun with it. <laughs> Not that bad, that's on the other phone. I am sorry. <laughs> Where scent and taste comes in for me a lot more is when I'm working with spirit energy. Like when we're doing mediumship sales kind of things. Um, spirit a lot of times apparently um, identifies itself with sense because of the, the, the sense that's most closely tied to memory. So if there was a particular scent that they were associated with, like tobacco smoke or rose perfume or something like that, a lot of times that will come through and you'll get that very strong Yeah, we have, um, the house I just moved into is a 1920s old wood cedar house. And uh, in one of the rooms, when we went through doing a cleansing in it, um, whatever was in there wasn't real happy. It smelled, it, we weren't, we had some stage, but that was it. But when we walked back into the room, it actually smelled like a forest fire in there. So it was really strong. I mean, you expected to be hit in the face with a wall of smoke when you walked in. That was so strong. So, yeah, it wasn't too happy that we were doing that. <laughs> so. I'll uh, probably figure if you're going to smell it, my house will smell it. Exactly. <laughs> you want to smoke out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the place I work in Gettysburg was like that, but the spirit energy giving off a distinct smell. Mm -hmm. uh, the one hotel it was um, Rose's, Rose had her kid. There was a comment right there. You would know that when she was in the room, you would just smell the perfume. You would know that she was there. My grandmother does that. She had this one perfume she always wore. And right after she died, whenever she came to visit, I'd smell it first, and then I could sometimes see her, sometimes not. And she still visits me today, and converse on a regular basis. Uh, my uncle 
with him, I usually get um, more of a plug in, in like right back in here. And so like you, you get like a vibration in the back of your hair? Yeah, it's, it's almost like the back of your hair that your neck stands up, mm -hmm. and then I'll get a pressure in this muscle right back here. It usually tells me he's around. With energy for smells. If I'm doing, if I switch from energy balls to like I try to craft a weapon, mm -hmm. like a dagger or something out of mm -hmm. energy, uh, I'll get like a smoldering type sense. Sometimes nothing but smoldering. Yeah, and I've had, I, that generally only, I, I only deal with weapons generally in my dreams. Like I'll be okay. dreaming and I'm not aware that I'm dreaming, but there'll be something, something supernatural that's protecting me or threatening me. And I'll go for a sword at my belt, and it's like an energy sword, okay. a magic sword. And I'm perfectly comfortable using this in my dream, even though I'm not like aware that I'm dreaming. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll create energy balls that I'll throw, kind of like fireballs. Mm -hmm. And there was one night that my cat woke me up very suddenly out of a sound sleep in the middle of a dream at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. And I was in the middle of one of these battles in my dream. And I ended up throwing an energy ball that almost hit the cat. And the cat just bolted. Poor <laughs> thing. But, but even then, it's like I, I could... I can feel it. I can feel the intensity of the energy. It's, it's the way my hands mm -hmm. or vibrate or yeah. something. Yeah, but but I don't get a, a smell with that. Mm -hmm. Now I've I've smelled ozone on rare occasions. I smell it sometimes when there's a thunder and lightning storm, um, and sometimes I have a there's a heavy sulfur smell with those. But sometimes when it, the air is really heavily ionized, but there's no sulfur spin, I can smell a little bit of the ozone. Um, sometimes when there's like a, a, an electrical fire burning, there's like this metallic smell mm -hmm. that I get um, that, that smells like the ozone, but I've never had that with energy work. So, so doctor, you said you get that smell a lot when you're working with energy? Yeah. How strong is it? Like, what's the quality of the scent? It can be as strong as... Yeah. Uh, lightning that has just like hit real near you or weak enough to where it's like way off in the distance. It just depends on how strong whatever it is around me at the time. And in what sort of circumstances does that seem to happen? Uh, let's see. Sometimes I can be walking along and I will literally hear the energy that's around me that'll be literally in my way and if I open up and look at it I can see what it is but some t usually that's a weak sense to it something that's really strong is usually very subdued and mm, almost hidden to where you can't see it until you're like right walking right into it okay I have a question okay. when, when you do when people but do energy work. Where do you get the energy from? Take it from the earth, from yourself, from other people. Street lights. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you asking this to? I'm asking everyone. Generally. Oh. In the room, generally. You want to jump in? 
doctor? I get it from usually nature or myself. The draw on. Yeah, me too. I can draw it in natural sources. Um, I can't use them for myself, but if I'm doing something else, mm-hmm. feeling or something like that, I can draw it from natural sources. I just, I just draw it. If it's there, I draw it. It just, it just comes in because I went through pretty much all of the time that I was in school up until college. Uh, I just shielded. 24-7-365, I was completely shielded, complete, uh, physically shielded, and men- uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally shielded. And I just stayed shielded all the way through high school to uh, filter out negative energies, a lot of negative energies, to filter all that out and everything. Then it was later on, actually, after I was out of college the first time, now all of a sudden I became aware of what was going on. And once I stopped shielding, it just started coming right too and it was just from there it's like I can't really say that when I'm working with energy I actually do anything it's just I just do it I mean I can't explain you know I focus on this I focus on that I focus on the other thing no I just I just do it I just get into a situation where there's energy and it's right there I just do it naturally no 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 it doesn't have to be angry it doesn't have to be angry stressed well that, no, it's not so much stress either. It's just ultra stress. They're stressed and it's ultra stressed. Yeah. <laughs> they're stressed that I'm point, that I am 24/7, 365, and then there's ultra stress, which is just oh, yeah. <laughs> energy sources from that. Yeah, I'm I'm like sitting here not consciously thinking about it because we're talking about it. It's like this mm-hmm. this hand is fucked already. It's like mm-hmm. it's ready. It's turned on or whatever. This hand isn't really doing anything. It's turned on. Um, but when I'm pulling on energy, for example, when I want to form energy ball, something like that, I'll I'll feel it coming down my arms into my hands. I'll consciously pull from my solar plexus in the middle of my body. But I don't want to just exclusively draw on the energy that I already have stored, so I'll start consciously pulling it up through my feet from the ground and pulling it down to the top of my head from above. But I'm not specifically thinking of it in terms of drawing on the natural world around me or like drawing on the energy that's in the air. It's more like a visualization of the universe that's full of energy and I'm pulling on this universal energy that's just everywhere. So I'm Focusing it and channeling it down into Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I tend to think of the, the chakras, the energy centers in the body, as um, I want to say transformers, but that's not the right word. Um, circuits? Uh, no, not yeah, not not circuits. There's there's a word that they call it, and I can't remember. Transistors or resistors. That's it. Resistors that um, resistors are set up in circuits to control the flow of energy. And that's how I see the chakras. They're, they're there to store energy, but they're also there to control the flow of energy. So you can open them all up and energy will just be flowing through, you know, unchecked. But you can't do that all the time every day or you get burned out. And that's one of the things that we were discussing at one of the earlier meetups is that a lot of times when we're feeling really tired, it might not necessarily be that we don't have enough energy, but that we've been channeling too much and processing too much too fast and burning at our surface. Um, anybody else? I'm pulling from everywhere. 
whether it be from myself, from the environment, from other people. Just comes naturally after doing it. Before I was six years old, mm-hmm. I did it subconsciously as a kid, but then when I became six, I figured I was doing it, so I did it naturally. I did the balls, the tools. Well, I pull on two of them from that, too, and I've done that since before I was six. Like, as far back as I can remember, as far back as I have conscious memory, I had quote-unquote imaginary friends. Oh, yeah. That, you know, my, my mom says when I was a baby, and this is before I can even remember, but when I was a baby and wasn't even verbal yet, I couldn't even talk. I'd be standing in my playpen looking just slightly up as if somebody, an adult, were kneeling down in front of me or it was like a three-foot-tall person. You know, she was assuming it was an angel kneeling down talking to me because I was, my eyes were focused. It wasn't like they were unfocused. They were focused on a very specific spot just a little bit above me as if I was looking somebody right in the face and I would babble away with syntax and grammar apparently, you know, forming, you know, regular sentence rhythms stop, cock my head as if I was listening to a response, and then start chattering away for a moment as if I was responding to that, and having this, this conversation with this invisible being. And you really know when that's happening, when your children and the family cat happen to notice the same otherwise invisible object at the same time, and all, yeah, all of a sudden they're going, we didn't have any, what, what are you staring at? We didn't have any pets at the time. It was just me. So she convinced I was talking to an angel. I'm convinced I was probably talking to some sort of Sabian that really was that height, not just <laughs> But I'm I'm almost positive that a lot of the imaginary so-called playmates that I had when I was a kid were beings on the astral that I was interacting with them, stealing energy from. And to this day, I've you know kept that ability to do that. Um, one of the techniques, I'm trying to remember where I saw this, but it suggested doing that. It suggested going, going within in your visualization technique and imagining being the astral being in your room with you. So if you can't do a circle or a ritual with a group of people, you can actually have different astral beings at the different quarters so that you can raise energy together, and it works really well. <laughs> For some reason, it had never occurred to me to do that, but it works really well. Because of what, because of what I do want the astral, pulling other beings from the astral into the room in the same situation probably wouldn't be a good thing. <laughs> and it, I, I can see from that a lot too. I have a lot of a lot of energy exchanges on the astral that way. Um, and I can I can call energy from sunlight specifically or from moon specifically if I'm consciously thinking of it. I want a little boost or I'm feeling you know really good and I want a certain kind of energy. Okay. Um, so does anybody have any other questions or do you have any specific things that you want to work on that you want to bring up or? I would like to learn how to strengthen children. Well, there's a couple of ways we can do that. We can just start talking about different shielding techniques and, and maybe practice them, or we can start with like the, the energy ball thing and work on shrinking it down and making it denser and, or expanding it into a bigger shield and what do people feel like doing. You wanna you wanna pair up and and work with each other like that? Okay. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> yeah, we did have an even number until Mordred left the room for smoke just when we were about to start. So. <laughs> All right. Um, and for Damascus and Doctor, what I'd like to try and do after we've, we've done a little bit of work with everybody here, at some point I'd like everybody to try focusing some energy on the computer through the computer and phone lines and see if you can pick up on any of that and vice versa, see if you can send some back. Because I'd be interested to see how well that works. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a question. Okay. Um, if I do something right quick, you'll have to tell me if you can hear it on your side of the thing because I'll hear it on my side because I'll be manipulating a bit of energy on the phone. Okay. So you want to see if you can hear it? Sure. Okay, ready, go. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That was Wow. What on earth did you do? Well, I can either grab hold of the phone cord and you'll hear it just a little bit, or I grab hold of the uh, whole phone. Because it, it sounds like really, really heavy interference. Like, um, yeah, yeah, like well. if, if you're talking on the cell phone with somebody and suddenly there's this huge hum on the phone, like there's interference or something. Well, it's That's that, wild. It's, it's, it actually, it sounds like exactly what it is. It sounds like you have an audio cable that you put an electrical cable next to. A lot of times oh. when you get when you hear that feedback, that kind of buzzing sound in an audio system, that's exactly what's happening. You've got that audio and electrical cable touching. So that's what yeah. I'm on a landline phone, so I know it's not cordless. Yeah, I know what she's saying is you're basically the electrical line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's making that sound. You must have a high energy ability. You, you have a really high EV output, you said? I have a high energy output. High energy output, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say so. You must have to take in a lot of energy to be putting that out that kind of energy. I'm around a lot of things that have been doing it for many years. <laughs> wow. That's, that's really cool. I've never come across that before. That's awesome. Um, Let's just say almost all of my phones have a lot of rubber coatings on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, have you have you um, paid attention to the Dresden Files at all? They had it as a series on Sci-Fi a while back, but there's a whole series of books before that. And um, Dresden is a wizard. He's got he, he's really heavy on the fire magic and works only for fire magic. So he's got a very very strong energy about him too, and he's constantly blowing out all of the electrical devices around him. So he can't keep the computer, and he can't come near anybody else's computer because it just blows up. Yeah, um, phones. He has trouble with sometimes particularly with cell phones. Um, cell phone but, batteries always die within a week to two weeks. Michelle Ballinger has that same problem, and she was talking about an interview that she was being videotaped for, and the camera on the the, the uh, battery on the camera kept dying, and they kept putting in new batteries and saying it's fully charged. I don't understand what the problem is. She was just like draining them, and it wasn't like she was consciously trying to do it. She was actually trying not to do it, but it just happened. <laughs> yeah. 
clutches, that's why I can't wear a watch. I wear them yeah. within a week or day. It doesn't matter how new the battery is. Yeah. Okay, so does everybody want to pair up and, and start with like the energy ball exercises or? Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. I don't know. <laughs> well, however, however you guys want to pair up, I'll I'll pair up with whoever wants to pair up with me. I can pair up with Magus or uh, anyone else who wants to be with us. <laughs> yeah, we've got to do the numbers. I'll pair up. I'm moving on that. Oh, 
I work at a call center for the maintenance and I'm having a really bad stressful day. And I walk down this one aisle and you visualize all my energy is going out and the entire road is Your hands within a couple of inches of each other, and you just bounce them gently. You can feel the pressure change kind of like you're pushing back. Watch. As we feel, Steve. Watch. And it can be interesting to see how far you can actually get your hands apart from each other.
There was um there was a gathering that I was at at All World Acres where there were these two teenage boys sitting there looking kind of lost and kind of like they didn't know what to do with themselves and they were just looking around at everything that was going on and you know not familiar at all with taking gatherings of any kind or you know what was supposed to be happening or how to participate or anything like that so they weren't even really socializing. So I went over to them and I asked them if it was their first time at a at a Wiccan gathering and they're like, Yeah, it is and I'm like, Well, here, let me try something with you. Hold out your hands, palms up and I rub my hands together and after I get a good charge going, I held my hands over his and he felt it and his face, you could just see it in his face because his eyes just got big and he gasped a little bit and he's like, Oh my god, what is that? And I'm like, It's magical energy, that's what we're working with. And then his friend was sitting next to him, kind of smirking, and like, okay, try this with me. Rub your hands together really fast. And he did. And I said, now put them out behind you so that they're, your hands are out beside you on either side of you with your palms out so you can kind of feel the perimeter of the circle. Because you were sitting in a, in a loose circle. You weren't in a ritual or anything. You were just all sitting like around the, the campfire in a big circle. But everybody was like dancing and, and talking with each other and moving around the circle. So there's a lot of energy going mm -hmm. within that perimeter. And he put his hands out and he felt that current of energy and that blew him away too. And he, his whole face just changed. And I love to see that when somebody experiences it for the first time and they're not expecting it. And mm -hmm. they don't expect to actually feel something and they feel something really strongly. Yeah, I was... One of the first times that I actually was psychically attacked, I it just kind of it blew me away because I, I really didn't have kind of really believe in that. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that we had some people that might think we were slightly delusional. <laughs> <laughs> but I was um, at Dragon Con many, many years ago. And we had been up almost straight for forty eight hours. And I was exhausted. I'm down three in the morning, and I'm like, that's it, I gotta go to bed. And there was this guy there, and he was pretty drunk. And um, he wouldn't let, he said, come say goodbye, you know, sloppy drunk, right? So I walked up to him, and I didn't want him to hug me. I already had that feeling. So I just handed him my hand, and somebody asked me a question, and I looked away, and all of a sudden, I just felt my entire body just. Boom, almost like going up in flames. Mm -hmm. And I backed away and I was like, <laughs> and because of the way he was positioned, because he was on the bed and I was standing, I, I just looked at him and I was like, don't you ever do that. Never without somebody's permission, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out the door. Well, I found out later that they actually got on because they thought he did something sexual. Oh. His head was like right here, oh. at my chest level. And, but it was like, I was like, okay, now I believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it actually happened to you. Yeah, I was I was introduced to somebody at the INAT trade show, the International New Age trade show, um, who's very well known in the within the pagan community. 
and as we were parting ways, you know, we had a little conversation or whatever, he took my hand to shake it and stuff. Instead of shaking it, he just took it the way a guy takes the lady's hand and going to kiss it and he just held it like that. And he looked me in the eyes and I could feel the energy in my hand and I could tell that he was reading me, but he wasn't trying to hide the fact that he was reading me. So he was giving me the opportunity to recognize the fact and, and you know, get consent. So I just let him keep on holding it and reading whatever he was going to read, and he just started talking to me and telling me stuff. But it's such an odd sensation that, that I get whenever somebody's reading me. And it tends to happen more um, when they, they take my hand, like a palm reader. I love getting my palm read because I can really feel the energy exchange going on. I can feel it when somebody's reading Tower or something, too, but it's, it's much Diffused. Yeah, it's much more diffused than when somebody's actually making contact with me. I think that's one of the reasons why people like to get their palms read, because one of the things palm readers do is they'll hold your hands, they get more information from the psychometry information that they're getting from you than from the actual lines in your palm. But they'll they'll stroke your fingers and they'll rub your palm and it's like they get an energy flow going that's coming from you towards them, but they're also giving it back and the intention that they're giving you too. So Okay, how did it go? Okay. <laughs> 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 no, I should have left my hand. I always shake. I'm not as much as it is. I get nervous. So it's that my energy. Okay, well, it's good we didn't carry you with Magus then. This energy's always nervous in AI, and he's like, no, right now. So. My energy right now is Sinaska <laughs> uh, says they also feel your heart rate so they know when they're on the right track because your pulse begins. Yes, I've, I've done that too. That's a story for another time about a particular party that I was at that I had my fingers on my, my date's pulse while another lady was sitting by his head stroking his ears. I had one hand on his pulse and one hand on her knee, so I was tapping at the rhythm of the pulse on, on his knee, and she was changing what she was doing, and he's later like, it was like she was reading my mind. I can't figure out how she knew. It didn't exactly <laughs> I eventually told him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like if, if they if they have their hand somewhere where your pulse is and they can feel it, but it's not like they put their their fingers right on your pulse and your and your thumb on your wrist. Most of the time, I found they they grip you underneath from the back of your hand. Um, Switching partners? Yeah. yeah. We get enough of each other. We get enough of each other's energy. We're not all around. Oh, cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've tried. Oh, me and my daughter's energy balls and daggers at each other. So he's still wearing that one. I want to pair up with you. Let's see what you get. So I can do the same. Over the course of the computer. Knowing I want more of open environment. <laughs> no, it's more of an open environment. Put something in me. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, this is something else. When you're doing something like this and you've got energy going with somebody across the room, you'll find if somebody accidentally walks in between you, it gives them quite a start. Okay, I'll remember to try that what he said. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You were happy. Um, and that's something, that's something actually that I think Michelle Bellinger is talking about for Vampire Codex. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Like conscious effort and energy. You into something, it'll keep going. Oh yeah, as long as we're on the subject, I have known people who've had problems with technology because of their energy signature, and the thing that's most commonly recommended is hematite and <laughs> rosemary. I, I have one friend who's very sensitive to energy and she just basically reads everybody around her just as a matter of course, just the way you would like listen with your ears and see with your eyes. She senses energy from people, but when they wear hematite, it shuts them off, it like shields them. So it's, it's kind of like the, the cross is supposed to be for a vampire. If you're wearing hematite around her, she has to take it off and put it as far away from you as possible. Yeah, it's kind of wonders. No, I can show that actually. I can show that. Well, my cell phones and um, anything that's usually near me you know, always has a permanent battery <laughs> until about time it dies officially. Yeah. You can reverse that sometimes. Sometimes I can take a battery and something and make it last for way too long, longer than it possibly should. Yeah, some um, people can learn how to control and manipulate the yeah. energy, but other people it's just their natural energy, energy signature is too strong for the circuitry because the circuitry and things is so yeah. delicate. I've already got a headache from everything, so I can just... I don't want to start with you. Trying to help into the temple, sir. Trying to teach him when they don't know what he's taught. Trying to find jobs. Mm -hmm. There's his and his. Mm -hmm. What? Well, what? There's no his own energy. We don't do it. We don't do it. I can usually sometimes broadcast to like a large number of people. I learned that. I was working on the first part. Just 25 people in one room. Like, okay, here's what needs to be done. Go from there. Well, I've learned one thing. Never tell people where your web's of energy or anything like that because then if they know where it's at, they can easily send out negative energy or more powerful energy than your right one. It will just come at you and you know, expect it to be on the you'll Shield it out. I can shield it out. It's like poisoning your water source. Because if you tell it, you know, I have a friend who's done that with a bottle. She's a great friend. Uh, what do you think? I'm not going to say kids. She's already just happened all day. All her energy is more into the vampires than she was. She was trying to feed and just came out. That one was. You're going to work through the bottle. 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 You're going to work Five different stakeholders. Pick one. Pick it up, put it on your hand, hold it like this, squeeze it. Squeeze it as tight as you can and hold it to your forehead. And concentrate on that stakeholder. Hang on to it, hang on to it, hang on to it. So you're sitting there, hold on to it, hold on to it, hold on to it, hold on to it. And I'm like, okay, I turn around, put it down to the other stakeholders, mix them. I put it down in the other ones wherever they are, so I didn't see the layout. I'll be able to tell you which quarter it is. 
So is it okay you put them down? No. Put my hand on top of it. The light. That one. He's like. This is how you do that. I'm like, two things. One, I can read the energy signature off of it. Two, it's the warmest quarter in the pile. <laughs> it's the warmest? The warmest quarter yeah. in the pile. It's totally like this time. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. And the energy you can get from people that you can do that to, when they figure that out, when they you know, show them something that's actually a magic trick, would they think that you are just like inside their head? The energy that they start sending out after that because they can't. It's just like, just <laughs> <laughs> right in. Oh, like a, a I send out more than I like fishing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I send out more than I Yeah, you do. Yeah, put a little quarter on there for a lure. <laughs> I burn out more than that. Uh, I have everybody come in that lure. Oh, I burned through a lot of energy. <laughs> I had um, I like my energy uh, caffeinated. Yeah. <laughs> caffeinated like energy. energy caffeinated. Throw it in. That's why sometimes it's fun to just like jump in a room full of five year olds and just go nuts for a while. Oh, have you have you seen this book? Have you had a chance to When Katie brings it back, because I told her until she brings it back. Yeah, I know. I know. I was looking for this. Yeah, and there's a section in here where Michelle is talking about. Yeah, but I mean, what we're talking about now, like with the, the fishing words, that's not entirely an, an apropos uh, analogy. Because she, she talks about being able to put out like thoughts of energy that she can connect to the energy body of the person she's speaking from and draw the energy through them. Um, and she can she can see them. I mean, she can she can see them on an actual level when other people have these films and walking out of them because somebody's repeating off of them. And it's one of the things that she does is sort of like cuts them off and cauterizes them if it's a connection that shouldn't be there. Um, uh, she describes trying to. So draw them, cut them far enough out, and then draw them back into your body so it's not as traumatic as just cutting off. But yeah, it's that whole idea of you're, you're putting energy out, you have a connection to somebody like across the room, and you're talking to somebody walking across and walking through a net of energy. That's your standard way of doing it. How are you guys doing over there? Good, sorry, we got sideboard. Yeah, well, what, what were you working on? How did it go? Um, he was helping me with the fact that I was always trained to, to do work with my non-dominant hand, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how imbalanced it was. But this hand was kind of almost working, not working at all. <laughs> he pointed that out, so we were working on Trying to do that a little bit. Like I, I, I work with both hands, and yet, like I was saying, it's this one that you're talking about it that's on, it's just turned on. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was. It's like, well, and then plus, I hardly ever take this off as well. I'm on the hemotype, so I probably blocked a lot of Yeah, that might have something to do with it. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Although I've had I've had good luck with the human type magma bracelet as long as I keep them balanced, as long as I keep one or either arm, mm-hmm. I find that I can I can work with the magnetism. Well, with my job, working in a school, the energy is so chaotic, and yeah. you know I'm 24/7 shielding when I'm in there, and especially when you get into positions where I'm in, where I hear not only stuff that goes on with the students, but with the teachers, and it's just, I literally almost daily have to come to my office, because yeah. of people coming in and just dumping. All the emotions. So, yeah. yeah, and it's just, I just got in the habit of wearing stuff that would help me with that, mm-hmm. but I guess I have to be careful with that. <laughs> do, you, do you have a tree in your office, or can you get like a potted psychic or something like that? I have, um, no, well, it's all, I don't have windows, so I'm kind of limited and I'm not real green on me. But I do have a, in my office, <laughs> my knick-knack shelf. <laughs> right, that's it. Yeah. It's the focus for you. Yeah, and I have, um, so it was funny because we, we had a teacher a couple years ago walk in and go, oh, cool, you want to on your stage, and I'm like, right. it's a mismatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what about, what about outside? Do you ever get the opportunity to go outside? Oh, yeah, and I do that, yeah. I just, just that just go around, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, that, that's funny, because we were, um, we were talking about St. Augustine. There's a shop, I don't know, the, thank you, Jason, <laughs> there's a um, shop there that we usually go to that carries a lot of import stuff. And this one time we went and walked in, and I was maybe in there two or three minutes, and I felt like I got covered in black dudes. I mean, it was just that nasty when I walked. And I was, I, I turned to my boyfriend, I was like, I'm sorry, I can't stay in here. And he, he kind of looked at me, and I just walked out. And I literally stood outside, took my shoes off, put my feet in the grass, and just wiped my arms and my legs and my body just to yeah. get rid of it. Because there was something that was brought in with the last, because I don't think it was the owner. It was the same owner, and we've been in there several times. There was times. something attached to one of the objects. Yeah. Well, see, I have to, okay, that would happen to me, and I'd be the one, which one is it? <laughs> I have to find out which one it was. <laughs> I, and another time I may have done that, but at that point there was other issues going on in my life and I just needed to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, that's a good segue into what you would want to talk about with shielding. What, what have your issues or challenges been with shielding? Um, certain light sources really give me, uh, I'll get like abdominal pains. Okay. I'll get uh, cold sweats. Uh, anytime I'm going to like a hickory uh, farms, mm-hmm. I can't walk in. I'll get three feet into them and I'll start double over and paint. And it seems to be the light that's touching you? Uh, Type of fluorescence, do you know what I mean? It could be. It's like I, I've worked in office buildings that have fluorescent light bulbs and that doesn't affect me. I've got them in my kitchen and that doesn't affect me. Have you tried doing things to actually shield your eyes to see if that makes a difference, like putting sunglasses on yeah. or dark glasses? Uh, and that doesn't uh, seem to make any difference. Every, like every uh, round Christmas time, my mom used to take me to Hickory Farms to go to those cheese deals. <laughs> like the chaos, the kiosks they have are fine, but 
I walk inside one, and it's like a bombardment of whatever's in there. And it's not just that one building. It's like something else could be in the same spot, and I'm fine. It's just, I guess, the energy frequency of the lights mm-hmm. that's doing it. Could it be the lights or the coolers that they use? Because be. you might be picking up a, a Uh-huh. Yeah. Vibration from the coolers. Because that's that type of thing is more known to cause nausea and cramping and stuff like that. Because it boosts your inner ear. Yeah. That your sense of balance. It's like that electromagnetic field of them. So I'm working cool. When I was going to use those, I have to go in and out of cool as I'm fine. Try next time going in with like earphones attached to an iPod or something like that. And either listen to some music or sort of try experimenting with different things like white noise and things like that and see if it seems to help at all. Because if you can try and, and interfere somehow with the, if it is subsonic wave, you know, inaudible sound waves or vibrations or whatever, then if you've got something else right in your ear, maybe that'll interfere enough with it. Um, but if it's if it's actually the vibration, like the, the vibration in the air that's affecting your body, like bouncing off of your body and mm-hmm. causing your body to resonate in a certain way, that's not going to be real easy to block because that's actually your body starting to vibrate in sync with whatever the, the vibration is. Like when you've got a tuning fork and you hit it and you can hear it, you can see it moving, and it's making the airwaves move, but you can also feel it in your hands because the vibration is getting transferred into your hands. That's what happens sometimes with those, those um, sub-audible um, vibrations. Um, yeah. Um, what, what psychic shielding techniques do we try? Mirror, um, like putting up a... I do the energy ball around me, mm-hmm. like the egg, pointing up from the earth, pointing down to all my chakras. Uh, I try doing a reflective one, visualizing the mirror. Mm-hmm. I've done elementals. I've combined the three into one. And that's pretty effective. Um, yeah, those are those are good for psychic attacks and dealing with like negative energy like she was talking about. I have uh, one that I customize where it's I visualize articles of clothing on me, mm-hmm. and they're mixed of elemental and reflective. And then I have an exultion one that I started about six months ago that will absorb the negative, filter out that, and then send in the positives. And keep the junk out. Mm-hmm. And that's worked pretty well, but I'm trying to incorporate that with the rest of them, and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to be much Um, Well, two things going on there. One is that if you get too complicated trying to keep track of too many things at once, it's awfully difficult to have to view and practice and focus. And that's some. some that's a circumstance where meditation comes in handy because meditation teaches you focus mm-hmm. so you can do those more complex things. But I don't know if it's really necessary to do all those different things at once. It might be best just to pick the 
the one or two things that seem to be working really well for you, that it's easy for you to keep track of. Yeah, and, and you, you change depending on the circumstances, yeah, yeah and, and what you're trying to do, what the purpose is. Um, she needs to <laughs> yeah, some some people have difficulty meditating. Some people are too manic to be able to meditate. Well, can't can't focus. Yeah. Um, um, uh, I've I've always avoided large groups of people. Yeah. Yeah. I hate them all. Yeah. I hate going shopping. And other people just love it because they love feeding off of all that energy, but it's too much for me to overload me. Like, I'll go to Walmart only at eight at night. During the day, <laughs> when I'm busy, I, I just can't. I'll walk in there and be like, uh, no. I'll go in and get my stuff and get out if I absolutely have to. Otherwise, uh, later at night, it's just too much energy going on. Uh, Sorry, have you tried working with core energy? Does uh, pulling up from the core? Um, just, well... Like like you were talking about all of the all the stuff that you were talking about is, is all techniques that I'm familiar with and that I had always worked with before. And then I had a roommate in Brooklyn who was a shaman and a magic user and he had some techniques that I hadn't thought of before. Um, and one of the ones that I have found most useful is he said that when you're shielding from the outside, in other words, you're just putting something up in front of you or around you, that's a shell. And no matter how far out you try and put that shell, there's always going to be something that can break through it. But if you're starting that magical barrier from your core, in other words, from that line of energy that goes uh -huh. down, you know, through your chakras all yeah. the way down through your core, and just imagine that becoming a cylinder and getting wider and wider and wider and just expanding through your body and then out through your aura and then out into the room, then that's something that nothing can break through because it's coming from a very, very strong inner know. core. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like having, he, he described it as like having a core of iron, like imagining that you've got this iron rod that's going down through you. I find that a little bit stiff, but I just, you know, I see it as energy. It's a very, very intensely concentrated pillar of energy that you can expand outward. And when you really consciously think about that and think about that going out into the, the room, it, it gets much bigger and people start to notice. And it like changes your body language, it changes your attitude, and it tends to push people away. And if there's somebody in particular that seems to be getting on your nerves, it's really difficult if you're in a mall situation where people are just jostling everywhere, nobody's okay. paying attention, everything. But like this one situation, I was in line in a cafeteria in college, and there was somebody in front of me who was being really obnoxious. He cut in line. And he was talking with his buddy, so he cut in line to be with his buddy. And he was bouncing in and out of the line, being very, very big physically with his hands, being very loud, kept bumping into me, and I was starting to get really annoyed. So I did this exercise, and I was, like, trying to push him away from me, and he kept bumping back into me, bumping back into me. So finally, I just focused all of my energy into one gigantic psychic push. And I didn't actually physically do anything. I just imagined like I was actually physically shoving him as hard as I could across the room. And he jumped out of line. His back arched. He jumped out of line. He looked around him like, what the hell was that? And then he turned to his friend and he said, 
do me a favor, get mine, and I'll go get a table for us. <laughs> and he left the line. I'm like, yeah. And if that doesn't work, just sneak up behind him and pay <laughs> <laughs> so It was funny. We, uh, we went to Halloween Horror one night one time. And I, don't, I don't know if you've ever been there, but that place yeah. gets packed. Like, there's times you can't move. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there was a group of us, and everybody was dressed. It wasn't like we were, you know, looking like freaks. Everybody looks like freaks there, right? And, um, and they tell you you're not supposed to come in costume. Right. Because they don't want people to get confused with who actually works there. Exactly. So uh, my friends were walking down down the walkway, whatever, and um, I, I'm five foot four, so I'm always trailing behind everybody. <laughs> and I, I was far enough back to watch it happen. They literally, it was almost like they cleared a path. You can see the people in front of them just move out of I've their way. And it's like, um, I'm like, it was like kind of like that Fezzik thing from yeah. everybody move. You know? yeah. yeah, and I've done that. I've done that in Halloween horror too, where it's so crowded, I'm getting so fed up, and the people I'm with are just plodding along, plodding along, and I'm like, the hell with this. Follow me. And they're like, what do you mean? And it's like, just watch, and when I start to move, follow me. And I'll just put my hands like this, like a wedge, and go like this with my energy, and I'll just keep doing that. I'll keep going like this, and people in front of me will just part like the red sea. And I'll find the path through them, and the faster I move, the faster they get out of my way, until my friends are like running behind me going like, oh my god, how are you doing that? Slow down, wait up. Well, the funny is they didn't even realize they were doing it. Yeah. You know, it was just it was just part of their nature that they were, you know, um, you know, they have the right of way to get out of my way and you know, and, and I just trail along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drafting, right? <laughs> I have also found that um if you put like a similar to the same thing you're doing with the people, if you put like a circular one around you, they'll drive bugs away. They won't bite you. That that works to an extent. It doesn't work terribly well for me because I apparently have sweet blood that they like. Yeah, so they why I tried. To me. So I try to do it, and it helps some to keep them away okay. to a certain extent. But if I do not concentrate on that to the exclusion of all else, I can't keep it up enough to make any kind of difference. Now, on a similar vein. Again, back when I was in college, um, there was a circle, an open circle that was being held at one of the occult shops called Enchantment in New York down in the village. And they had a little backyard area behind their store where they were having a circle, and it started to rain. There really was not room in the store for us all to go inside should it rain. So we were all hoping it wasn't going to. So I was concentrating as hard as I could on, on putting a dome over everything. And darned if it didn't rain everywhere else, and it just barely sprinkled on us. <laughs> we, we came out of the circle, and it's like you could see where it was soaked in this perimeter all around us, so there were just like a few little things. Well, we did something similar to that for uh, the, uh, the Harry Potter event. Yep. Where it was looking dreary all day, and just with the energy in there, was just <laughs> it rained for a little bit while we were working on the interior, and then when we went to do the stuff outside, by that point, it had stopped. Mm-hmm. I have a question about healing. Mm-hmm. I have an issue that sometimes, because again, I get into certain situations, and it's part of my social phobia too, that I shield really, really hard 
And when I do that, I'm not taking in energy. Mm-hmm. And I, it's very, very draining because I'm putting it out all that energy to shield and not taking any in. And I don't know how to balance that. Instead of making your shield solid, um, do a spider web. Do it like a spider web mm-hmm. so that anything negative gets caught on the web, like a bean catcher. Anything negative gets caught on the web, it's part of the different here. Like yeah. 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 That's kind of like I, I, I see my shield as, as kind of like I have a scientific basis, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like that. I see it as, as that, like a cell membrane mm-hmm. where the good stuff can come in, yeah. and that. But I find that when I'm shielding that part, it's just, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't let that go. I don't know why. I can't break it, you know, bring it down. It, it's kind of like. Literally, like Star Trek shields up. <laughs> yeah, try, try filtering it, and instead of expending your own energy going out to put the shield up, put the shield up to start it. <clears throat> Use the shield to trap the negative energy, and do almost like like a parasitic shield, where negative energies that get trapped in that shield, that shield starts feeding itself. So you don't have to consciously, you know. Consciously doing it. Yeah, with me, with me, it's like with me, it's literally, it's literally like a switch. You know, it's like energy coming in. You know, I want to bring energy in. Flip a switch. Energy comes in. Like energy going out. Flip a switch. Energy goes out. Shielding. Flip a switch. It's there. Uh, I can, yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I can shield. I can shield to the point where I can completely shield off my aura. It's just completely nothing where I'm casting no aura for aura photography, which freaks out a lot of people who are very sensitive to that. They're like, you know, people that don't have auras are dead. They're like, why are you not dead? I'm like, I just turn it off. And part of that's too with my family, with uh, my father and his father and everything, with the whole, you know, no public displays of emotion in any way, shape, or form. You just shield your emotions and everything, and it was just natural process off of that where my grand yeah, my grandmother's uh, my grandmother's funeral one of the uh, one of, it was one of her sisters that hadn't seen our part of the family in a while thought that my uh, my dad and I thought they thought we were the uh, the undertakers they were just just you know standing there in the corner just there and you know everybody else is all upset and we're just standing there like yeah. Shielding agent. I don't I don't bleed much because I shield run the shield under my skin on top of that and everything. And I get scraped up. I got scraped up today and everything, but it's just you know, I shield myself at that. And, well, it's it's a warrior thing too. It's a warrior thing. You, you learn to shield. You learn to shield, and the same thing with uh, with fencing. When you when you have the blade in your right hand, your energy automatically. It becomes a part of your body. It literally becomes a part of your body. It's a combination of zen and energy. It becomes part of your body, and you just control it. And you know at all times where the end of that is just by controlling it. Same thing with walking. If you've seen me walk upstairs, downstairs with the sword on the sword belt, at the Harry Potter thing, I was wearing the sword in the circle and not smacking people in the shins with it the whole time because I was constantly aware that where it was hanging on my hip, at the angle that it was hanging at, where it was at all times, and uh, another option for you too, usually when somebody's shielding because it's psychic energy, like some sort of psychic attack, they tell you to make sure you close off the top and the bottom so you're like in the egg. 
But if you're in that kind of situation, it might make more sense to do a cylinder and just extend it all the way up to the ceiling and down to the floor. And that way, even though your shield is 360 from the people around you, you can still draw on earth energy and draw on, on energy from above and keep energy channels going that way to replenish you. Um, some people, that wouldn't work because they need to draw on the energy of the people around them. But if you're able to draw on, on the other kinds of energy, then that might be...
and then when I need it, I can draw on it. Like my staff, I just got a, a wizard staff um, several months ago for my uh, hollow. And uh, with my ancestor's staff and my ancestor's stone, it looks like it goes with it. But I've been putting energy into that when I've been putting energy into all of my other spirits. And when I feel them really low and really stressed, you know, every now and then when I get really bad, I'll just take that in both hands and sit on the bed and lean on that staff with my forehead up against it. And I can feel it vibrating in my hands. I can feel it buzzing with all the energy that's poured into it. And it just, it, it calms me. It lets me ground out a lot of the stress and energy. And I can, I can feel it filling me with, you know, some of the, the peaceful, calm energy and the support and, and that kind of thing. What kind of plant? Um, it's, I forget what kind of wood it's sparked out of. It's sparked out of a light wood. It's hand-sparked with Egyptian symbols. I've gone to Avalon. It stands about, I'm probably about five feet high, maybe. And then for these purposes, for the, the Apollo, which is what I got it for, I had to put on nine ribbons in different colors with a bell at the end of each ribbon. Um, so that you can you can tap it on the floor mm -hmm. and, and make sounds with it. You use it to call your ancestors to it. Are you looking for something to go around the house? No, I'm looking for a staff um, for a friend of mine um, for when Mike and I get married. She's carrying a staff and we're looking for a black thorn or rowan. Which, oh. I can't find it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did look online, but you probably didn't want to get something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm talking about energy devices or storing energy. Are you talking like something? Um, so that when your own reserves are low. Okay, are you wanting something to carry with you, or you want something that you want Having your house. Having my house. Well, I don't know. Like jewelry or something like that, that if I can purposefully, you know, store energy there and I want to. Quartz. Yeah. Quartz works really well. There's another uh, way you can, you know how we form energy balls? Mm -hmm. You can form like energy crystals. You just visualize a crystal out of your energy ball energy and place it somewhere like in a corner of a room. And uh, your spirits need to use your shielding works well from sending tendrils up, mm -hmm. collecting energy. Mm -hmm. Especially if you already pull from elemental earth and air. Mm -hmm. Just have it pull in. You can also uh, use the membrane technique to make that tendril which will pull in on the positive. Mm -hmm. And then if you make it out of negative, it will power itself. I tend to draw energy better and it's very tactile and I can touch it okay. rather than something, I mean, I know it's there, but if I can touch it, it's more, I don't know. So something like a crystal that has a natural vibration to begin with, if you charge it up. Mm -hmm. I've got one in my car. I've got a leather bag I made. I think we were in my rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. And I put a chunk of water right here. I have a, um, an amethyst uh, penny for my rear view mirror. You can use that. I'm going to store it. I'm going to go ahead and buy it again. Yeah. If I need to be sure you don't take that. I'm going to go back to my office. But for just like, especially at work, it's so stressful. Mm-hmm. If you're a cashier, you feel all. Oh, don't worry. 
Yeah, my my Katrina had said that they wanted to come in at some point to do a presentation on the blood blood because he's a nurse who deals with that stuff. Um, but yeah, what you're talking about, like dealing with donor issues and, and donor relationships, that would be a subject. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about that because I mean, me and my and him, he was out of me. We seem to be devolving into like lots of little individual conversations, so I'm going to close off the, the talk to you conference call because I have a feeling a lot of this is probably going to be hard for people to hear because there's so many things going on. But Vampire suggested for next time we talk about donor vampire relationships and what's entailed in being a donor and how to set up a relationship that's mutually beneficial. So that sounds like a good topic. So, okay. Damascus, um, we're, we're going to sign off for the night. So, have a good night. Um, everybody social life and um, we'll be here the first Friday in September at 7 o'clock again thank you have fun too the 5th of September Friday the 5th of September Right after Labor Day. Right after Labor Day. Everyone bring a gift. At 7 o'clock, we'll start the conference call at 7.15. Have a good night. Thank you.